Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. And I have something really, really, really important to talk to you about today. Um, It's the idea that language matters. And because most of you know that a lot of my work with my clients, what my MBA was focused on, like a lot of what I do is in marketing how you talk about your business in outcome-based language, how to have a sales conversation that's of high integrity. So a lot of the work that I do with language is about how we talk to other people. But truthfully, the more important piece of language is how we talk to ourselves. How are you talking to yourself? What are you hearing yourself say. Now, my first experience with this was way before I did any work on mindset, way before I had the language even to know about mindset and mantras and all the vernacular um, that we use to describe what this actually is and how to Um, get a handle on it. And I'll tell it to you this way. When I owned my first business, because this was a very striking moment for me. When I owned my first business and was going through the struggle of being an entrepreneur and the ups and downs of all of that and trying things that didn't work and doing things that didn't work, I would literally find myself in my car, often banging my hands on the steering wheel And out loud, not even like just in my head, but out loud, screaming at myself, you idiot, you totally screwed that up. That's brutal. Like it was not even a woe is me thought. It was not a, oh my God, this sucks. I mean, it was a pretty violent, truthfully abusive way that I was speaking to myself. It was a way that I would have never tolerated someone else to speak to me that way. And it would have also never in my worst moments would I ever speak to anyone else that way. And yet here I was screaming at myself, you idiot, you screwed that up. And I would love to tell you that that only happened once, but that's not true. This was not a uncommon, it was not an uncommon situation. And now the flip side of that, because there was a flip side of that. One day, as I was leaving to go on several consultations that day, so several sales consultations for new clients, I, as I was leaving the house, looked at my dog, and yes, I talk to my dog, still talk to my pets. But I looked at my dog and I said to my dog, I'll be back later. I have to go help some people today. I closed all three consultations that day, all three clients sold, signed up because it completely changed how I was thinking. It was completely changed how I set myself up for the day. 
And those two moments really stick out as when I started to realize there was something more to this. I started to realize before, again, I even did this work intentionally, that what you say to yourself matters in a way that it, it's not possible to underestimate the impact to the point where I will tell you that everything you want, everything you want to achieve is on the other side of being able to conquer your thoughts. What am I talking about, right? It, these are mantras, right? There's a word for it. It's mantras, the things that we say to ourselves over and over and over again. And the truth is that they run on repeat. They just run on repeat. And we create what it is that we're saying to ourselves. We create what it is that we're thinking to ourselves and about ourselves. And truthfully, if you want to know what you think about and you want to know what you say to yourself, it's easy to tell because you can just look around you and you can tell positive and negative. If you have a great family and you have great relationships with your spouse and with your kids or your significant other or your parents or whoever your definition of family is, then that's a reflection of what you tell yourself and what you think to yourself about the importance of family. Conversely, if you are not making money in your business, because this is a challenge, right? This is a challenge for so many entrepreneurs. If you're not making the money in your business that you want to be making, it can always be tracked back to something you are telling yourself, something you are thinking about yourself, about money, about the world that we live in. Because basically, another way to describe this is that things get created twice. Things actually get created twice. First, they get created in our mind. And then they get created out in reality. And our brain has a negative bias. Our brain has a negative bias because its number one job is to keep us alive. And in order to do that, it has to identify threats in order to keep us safe. So our brain has a negative bias. And what that means is that if you are not doing the work to create intention around your thoughts, they're running on autopilot and odds are they're negative in nature. And it gets worse. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It gets worse in our um, moments of struggle, when our emotions take over, it gets worse because it all speeds up. And coming from my natural take action personality, this was a nightmare. Like learning the fact that it wasn't only or even mostly about what I needed to do, but that. So much of what I wanted to accomplish was dependent upon who I was being and what I was thinking. Truthfully, it sent me for a tailspin for a little while. 
Because I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to fix that. And it took a while for me to get my head around it. Because you can have all the great actions, right? You can have a great marketing plan. You can have a great way to talk about your business. But if while you're taking these actions, you are telling yourself that, oh my God, nothing ever works. Oh my God, I always mess everything up. Oh my God, I always make the wrong decision. Then guess what? None of those actions are going to work. They're not going to work. If even though while you're taking them, you're telling yourself something negative about them, they won't work. So I use two versions of mantras. I call like, this is the way I describe it. I use two versions of mantras. One of them is for reprogramming those negative thoughts in the moment, right? Getting rid of the doubt, the fear, the insecurity in the moment so that I could do what I need to do, what I said I wanted to do, and so that it will work. And then the other version of mantra I use is like a, I call it future casting, but visualization. The other version of mantras that I use is how I visualize or future cast what I want to have happen. So first, the reprogramming mantra. This is the thing you tell yourself when you catch yourself in the moment of doubt, when you catch yourself calling yourself names in your SUV on the side of the road after you mess something up. The reprogramming mantra. So for me, because the thing that I realized about myself was that I was great at taking the actions, but the story I was telling myself was that it doesn't actually work. Like the things don't actually work. Not helpful, right? So the mantra that I came up with to help get me out of that tailspin was I would catch myself in the negative thought. And the way that I would catch myself is because it would feel icky inside, right? We know how that feels. It's a clench in your chest. Usually that's your indication that something's wrong. I call it your check engine light. We know how it feels. And it's actually easier and faster to catch a feeling than a thought because your thoughts go boom, boom, boom. It's you're right down the rabbit hole before you even know what happened, but you can usually tell how you feel physically much more quickly. So in that moment of catching myself physically in the moment of doubt, stop myself, right? Oop, check engine light. Don't make myself wrong. Don't make myself bad. We're not about punishing yourself doesn't work, but I got to reprogram that. And all I would say to myself was, no, I'm taking the actions I expected to work. Like, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And this was a several times a day scenario. Whenever I would feel the little clench, the moment of doubt, the moment of fear, moment of hesitation, no, I'm taking the actions, expect it to work, and then go ahead and do the thing that you were planning on doing or that you should be doing. As you do this work, your mantras will change. Your reprogramming mantra will change. And it's all of a sudden, it's not, I describe it this way. It's not like taking Tylenol and it's a painkiller. It's more like taking, you know, glucosamine for your joints. And suddenly sometime down the road, you realize they didn't hurt. Like I was expecting epiphanies and the clouds would part and rainbows would come. And I would just, oh, you know, get, I would get it and it would shift. 
But truthfully, the reprogramming mantra is much more subtle. You just stop having an emotional attachment to it. You just find yourself saying it and you're like, yeah, that doesn't even matter to me anymore. And then it's time to take the next step and figure out the next thing that's stopping you from your next level of growth and create your new mantra. So this is a process. It's not a one and done. It's a process. It's a journey. So the second type of mantra that I use is my forecasting visualization mantra. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, the athletic background in me, if you don't know, I used to do a lot of powerlifting competitions and bodybuilding training, and we use visualization. You hear about this all the time with different athletes. They use visualization. And what visualization does is you picture the thing happening. You picture, it was just the Super Bowl, right? You picture throwing the perfect spiral exactly to where the receiver needs it in order to make the winning touchdown. And they picture this over and over and over again. Because your memory doesn't know the difference between something you actually did or something you thought about. Your memory, it's weird, I'll say it again, your memory doesn't know the difference between something you actually did and something you think about that you've done, the visualization of doing it. This is why, and they've proven this, that athletes do better with visualization. You can actually get better at musical instruments if not only do you practice physically, but you practice in your head. I'll give you a very weird personal example. When I was 40 years old, I thought it'd be a brilliant idea to learn how to figure skate. And by the end of that first year, I found myself in an adult's uh, figure skating competition doing a 90-second routine to landslide by Fleetwood Mac. And I would listen to the song, and I would picture the steps. Not just so I would remember what order to do the things, but I would picture how they were supposed to flow, how they were supposed to look, how it was supposed to happen. So that by the time you're doing the actual thing, you're just remembering how to do it, remembering how you did it, not trying to figure out how to do it. It's just muscle memory. You get to tap into the muscle memory of remembering something you've quote unquote already done so that you know how it feels instead of being stuck in the, well, how do I do this place? And the other half of that future casting visualization is that what we think about, we create. So if I want something, currently I'm looking to buy a house. I want a cozy, rustic style house with water on the property, surrounded by natures, with big windows. Like I got this all planned out. And I visualize this and I shorten it for my mantra. And I do this in the morning and I I repeat these in the evening so that my brain starts to keep a lookout for these things. So that's the other advantage of your future casting visualization. Because when you tell your brain by the repetition that this is important to you, it will start looking for those opportunities to make it happen. So like I said in the beginning, 
everything you want is on the other side of learning how to conquer your thoughts. So treat that with the importance that it deserves because it truly is, you know, one of the things I say is the money's great, but the emotional freedom is invaluable. Thanks for joining me. (laughs) Oh, <laughs>